I promise you there is a very small book in the back of your Old Testament called Joel, okay? So listen, if you have a hard time finding it, look for it on your phone, or it's gonna be, the verses are gonna be on the screen uh, behind me in just a moment. But uh, Joel chapter two is where we're gonna be at this morning, and we're at the launch of a brand new year. We're not in a series today. This is just a, stand- a standalone sermon. We just wanted to really have a time where we could renew and recommit ourselves to God. And again, I'm looking around. I see a lot of new faces. Hey, listen, if if you're new today, make sure to fill out that card. I'm a first-time guest, second-time guest. There's something really cool for you out there in the lobby to the right at the welcome table. Um, but you know what? New, new Year's, how many people have a New Year's resolution this year? Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Just something you want to do this year, something you like. A lot of hands, a lot of people uh, ha- are not raising your hands. And listen, listen, if you have no goals this year, impossible to be let down. You know what I'm saying? So just aim low, you'll hit it. Um, but... Um, you know what? I, I, I don't believe there's anything magical about January 1st. I don't. I mean, people, oh, it's, oh I'm going to start that next year. I can't wait till January 1st. You get a brand new start. It's another day. Like, there is nothing magical about the new year. But with that being said, I do believe it's a really good time to maybe start something really strategic in your life. Maybe, maybe make some more, maybe, maybe remake a decision that you need to make. And so today we are in a service, like I said, that we are calling renew. And that word renew, if you look it up, it just simply means to reestablish something. It means to to start it new all over again. And so we are today, we are here to renew our walk with God, to renew our commitment to God. Just like we just just asked saying, Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. And so today we are renewing that commitment to him. And so maybe you're here and you're thinking, listen, Mark, that sounds great and I'm all for it. But you know what? I'm actually pretty good today. I feel like I'm in a really good spot. Uh, That sounds great and all. I'm glad it's for other people, but I just really feel like I'm doing great. Listen, if that's you, then praise God that that's where you're at, honestly. But you know what? A great thing that you can do today is you can drive those roots down deeper in your life of saying, you know what? This year, Jesus will be at the center. You, you can do that. Jesus will be at the center of, of my life, of the way that I use my time, of the stuff I think about, of the stuff I look at. Jesus will be at the center of my marriage. Jesus will be at the center of my parenting. Jesus will be at the center of my dating life. You know what? I'm good, but maybe today I just need to make some stronger roots in my life and say, Jesus, you know what? You are at the center. Others of you, you might be sitting here and you're thinking, you know what, I could use a day like this because, Mark, I'm not good today. I'm not in a good place. I've got some things in my life that at one time I said I'd never do. Mark, I am not doing well today. And listen, if that's you, I just want to say to you, I love you, but I want to say to you today, today is the day you make the decision to come back. Today's the day you make the decision to come back, to, to do whatever you need to do to put Jesus back at the center. So if you feel like you've been drifting, today is the day you're going to make the decision. Put him right back where he belongs, Lord of your heart, Lord of your life, right there at the center. You're going to come back today. So Joel chapter 2, hopefully you're there. Uh, Joel chapter 2 is where we're going to be at for just a few moments. This is not going to be a normal sermon, by the way. So it's going to, uh, we got some different things I want us to do here. But Joel 2 says this should be on the screen there. There it is. Yet even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your, what's the next word? Heart. With fasting, with weeping, with mourning, and rend your, what's the next word? Hearts and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. And he relents 
over disaster. Did you see that? It says, return to the Lord your God. This is God speaking through the prophet Joel. And here's the invitation from God right at the beginning, right out of the gate of verse 12. Return to me. And I love that God says two times, return to me with all of your heart. At one point we read, God says, God says, don't rend your garments, return to me with all of your heart. What that means is this, listen, it is not God's will for you in 2016 to come to church every week and check it off of a religious to-do list. Listen, God does not want simply your activity, God wants you. Do you see that? Do, do you get the difference? Oh, the difference, it, listen, the difference is eternity. I promise you, the difference is massive. If you think this is enough, this is not enough. Well, I came to church today, but yet did God get you while you were at church? See, God wants you. God wants me. God wants our hearts. Say, how do we do that? Well, God tells us right here in this passage, in this little phrase, he says this, return to the Lord your God. The way you return to God, the way you renew your commitment to him, is the first thing you do is you repent. Repent. See, the way you become a Christian, first thing you do is you repent of your sins. Repent just simply means to say, I'm sorry. Repent means to say, God, I'm sorry, Jesus. I'm done trying to do this my way. I want to do it your way. I want you to be Lord. I mean, that's how you start the Christian life. But listen, the only time you repent better not be the first time you do it when you make Jesus your Lord. Repentance needs to be something that's a part of your everyday life as a Christian. Repentance it needs to be a regular part of your walk with God. And so I was thinking about today, and I came up with at least three, maybe four things that I think that we might need to repent of today. We need to repent. If you're taking notes, you can write this down here. We need to repent of going through the motions. We need to repent of going through the motions. Do you know what I mean? You know, just going through the motions, just, just going and doing the, right, doing the right thing, just showing up and your heart's not in it. You say, Mark, is that a sin? Is it a sin to just go through the motions? To, I mean, I'm coming to church, but I really don't have anything going on inside. Mark, you mean that's a sin? You mean I need to repent of just going through the motions? Yes, let me show you these verses. Look here. Revelation chapter 2, 3 through 4 says this. I know you are enduring patiently and bearing up for my name's sake, and you have not grown weary. Watch, watch. But I have this against you. You have abandoned the love you had at first. I used to be really excited about the things of God. Man, I used to be fired up, and now I'm not. And I really don't see anybody else fired up, so I guess that's just how, what it is to be a Christian. No, it's not. No, it's not. Here's this one. Watch this. Revelation 3, 15 through 16. I know your works. You're neither hot nor cold. Would that you were either hot, would that you were either cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth, God says. See, God wants you and I to be passionate about him. Did you know that? God wants us, the Bible, the, the Bible says in the book of Jude, that Jesus died to make us zealous for good works. What's that mean? Fired up, pumped, ready to go. Because listen, what's more to be excited about than Jesus changing your life, than Jesus paying it all for you? All to him we owe. Amen? Amen, right? I think if you can get excited about UK basketball, you can get fired up for Jesus. I think if you can get fired up, there's a small movie in the theaters right now that I'm particularly excited about. 
that I may have seen more than once. I think if you can get excited about Star Wars, you should be even more excited about Jesus coming back from the dead for you. I think if you can get excited about hunting and rubbing deer pee all over you, don't look at him because that's weird. I have, people, I have people say, I can't believe, Mark, you like that Star Wars. I can't believe you're of a deer urine on you. I will watch Star Wars all day, every day without deer pee. But I ain't judging, dude. Rock that deer pee. Um, but I just think, listen, if you can be fired up about that, you can be fired up about Jesus. I think if you can be fired up about your kid's basketball game, you can probably be fired up about Jesus. And listen, it's our responsibility to keep that fire going, isn't it? That's why you got to come to church. Watch, watch when you don't feel like it. That's why you got to open up your word and seek God when you don't feel like it. That's why you got to pray and ask God, God, would you get me fired up because I don't feel like it? Hey, you know what? I found God answer that prayer on a consistent basis. We need to repent of just going through the motions. Here's this. We need to repent of trying to get things from God other than God. He says this, return to me. Why? So that we can have more of him, so that we can have connected fellowship with God. So many people want to come to God so that God can give them a good life. So many people want to come to God so that they can go to heaven and not go to hell. Or they want to come to God so that their marriage can be all that they hope that it is. And they're looking for something else and they get disappointed. And people come to me and say, Mark, listen, I gave my life to Jesus. I thought it would make my marriage awesome. It didn't. I quit. Here's your problem. You wanted a good marriage, not Jesus. And you need to know, take notes, write this down if you're taking notes. God is not a means to an end. God is the end himself. Listen, when we get to heaven, the main thing will be Jesus. Friends and family will be awesome, and we will worship Jesus together. The best thing about heaven is God with us and us with God. That's the best thing. We need to repent of trying to get things from God other than God. We need to repent of losing sight of what God loves. What's God love? God loves people. He loves people. And it's so easy. I'm just as guilty as anybody else to get so caught up in my own world that all I think about is my stuff and all I pray about is my stuff. And I forget there are people around me literally dying going to hell. I forget that there is an entire region, there is an entire world that needs Jesus. And I'm so caught up with my world, I can't look at the world that Jesus died for. We need to repent of losing sight of what God, can you relate to any of these? Hey, listen, maybe I'm not tapping your, maybe I'm not touching anything on your radar this morning. It's just sin. Maybe you just need to repent of sin in general. Listen, we can't, re, we can't renew our, our walk with God and toy around with sin. We can't. So maybe today you just need to say, God, I repent. This is not of you. This is not from you. I need to say, God, I'm sorry. I need to walk away from this. Summit, listen, we want to renew. We need to repent of some things. In fact, here's what we're going to do right now. We're going to do it right now. I'm going to pray right now. And, and, and if any of these things that we talked about, if any of them felt close to home for you, or maybe the Holy Spirit is convicting you of something that I haven't even talked about, I want to give us time as a church right now to repent. 
So I'm gonna get on my knees right here in front of this church. And if you wanna get on your knees, you can. If you wanna come up here, you can. This is not the close of the sermon. Don't get that fired up. But hey, you can sit right there in your seat and pray, but we're literally, I'm gonna, we're gonna repent. God's leading you, you do it. Let's pray. You can come up front. You can do whatever you wanna do. And while people are moving and, you know, a lot of times in church, the temptation is just to close my eyes because everybody else is. Don't do that. Don't do that. If God's convicting you of something, if you got something you need to confess, let God know. Just lay it down, man. It ain't worth it. God, we just repent right now. God, we just want to say that we are sorry for sin in our lives, things in our lives that we've justified. God, just says, as the pastor of this church, God, I just repent of all the times I've made this about me and built my ego and identity on this. God, we just repent of we are sorry of going through the motions and taking you for granted, God, of just showing up at church. And we're not trying to cultivate a passion for you in our own lives. We're hoping something's gonna happen to flip that switch. And and through the week, we've just been coasting and we've just been toying around with things. And God, renew a fresh passion in this church. Renew a fresh passion for you in this church, for your glory, to know you, to seek you. God, to want to walk with you. Do it in every person. Do it in every family. God, do it in me. God, we just repent of trying to get things from you other than you. And those things are just idols. It doesn't matter how good we might think that they are, God. We've made an idol in our life. And we're sorry. Jesus, you are the bread of life. You are the light of the world. You are the living water, and there is nothing better than you. God, we repent of of losing sight of what you love. You love people. God, forgive us for being so caught up in our own world we can't realize that other people need hope. That we've been so, sometimes we can get so caught up in our own lives, we go a whole year and we've never shared the gospel with people. God, forgive us, forgive me for all the times I trust in my plans and not your power. God, at the end of the day, we just want to walk with you. We want, we want our church to be centered on Jesus, not anything else. It's all worthless. At the end of the day, God, it's all going to fade. The only thing that's going to stand is you. So, God, we repent. 
we repent. And Jesus, we want to walk with you. God, without you, we don't want anything in 2016. God, we, we don't want anything to happen in this church that you are not the source of. Nothing else, nothing else, nothing else. We want the only thing lifted up in this church to be Jesus Christ. We renew our commitment to him today. Jesus, we love you. We love you so much. We thank you that you do not give up on us, that you love imperfect people, that you are so perfectly patient, that you are so good, that your word says you don't break the bruised reeds, so you are there comforting the struggler. God, the person that, that has fought that same battle for years, Jesus, you are deeply committed to them. Thank you for the gospel. Thank you that our assurance, our hope, is not how well we can walk with you. Our hope is how good you're holding on to us, and you are holding us perfectly. You will never let us go. So we renew our commitment to you today. In Jesus' name, amen. I want us really quickly to, um, I, wanna, I wanna give you five things to pray about this year, five things. If you're taking notes on our app, they're on the app. If not, you can write these down. Just real quick, really quick. I want you to pray that God would make us a sending church. I want you to pray that God this year would make us a sending church. And what that simply means is this. I've just been praying. I was praying this morning. Would you pray that, that it is harder and harder and harder to say, I'm a part of Summit. Summit's my church. It's hard to be a part of this church and not be using your gifts, not be actively in the game. We want to make it hard to where people can just come here and come here and come here and just consume. Listen, Jesus didn't die so that any of us could sit in a building. Jesus died so that we could say yes to him and then say, here's my life. Do whatever you want. I love this verse, Ephesians 4, 11 and 12. He gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, shepherds, teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry. Did you see that? To equip the saints. Who are saints? You, are, I, am. We've all been called to the work of ministry for the building up of the body of Christ. I just want to get out of this church, eliminate the idea that ministry is done by professionals. It's not. I've never been to seminary. I can't, I can't do ministry. Were you here last week? Were you here last? Were you really? Some of you are like, what did we do last week? Were you not here? When those seven guys got up here, Mark Applegate and Tim and Austin and Philip and Hunter and Bubba, and they just, as some people say, shook the corn, man. They just brought it. Philip Sargent says this, we smoked its head. That's what he said last week. I said, I think that's a sin, Philip, but, but sure you did it, bro. Think, I think we should not smoke anything's head, bro. <laughs> it's awesome. 2016, God wants you to be a blessing to people. Not just to come and sit, but, but imagine our entire church saying, you know what, God, how can I bless people, love people? Listen, where we live, work, and play, God wants to use us to reach those people. In fact, I want to say this. Our new semester of life groups will begin in February, and I am praying for life groups. I am praying that there are people in this church who will be willing to host 
a life group. Not teach one. We're going to do something completely different with life groups beginning in February. So if you can host it, what's it mean to host it? If you have a home where you would let people come and you would let people watch a DVD with you, then you can host a group. But we're praying for groups in Ridgeview, if you live there, Phoenix Place, if you live there, the Meadows, if you live there, Woodland Park, if you live there, Mark's leading a ministry at Walkertown. We want to start ministries this year in Liberty Street. We're praying for Cherokee Hills. Listen, we're, listen. If it, a lot of you live in places that I didn't even mention. If you would be willing to host a group, and this year, let's try to reach your neighborhood for Jesus Christ. If you'd be willing to do that, next Saturday morning at 9 o'clock in the multipurpose room for an hour and a half, we're going to have a meeting where anybody who would host a life group, if you'd come to the multipurpose room next Saturday at 9 o'clock, we'll feed you breakfast and we're going we're gonna to give you everything that you need so that you can host a life group. Listen, Summit, the biggest impact we'll make is not in this building or that building in Christopher. It is out there in the world. So let's go to the world, okay? Okay? To be ascending church. Second thing I want you to pray for this year, I want you to pray for our Whitesburg campus and new churches that we're going to start. Tim Ison, come up here. Our goal this year, we've been talking about Summit Whitesburg, and our goal this year is that we are going to launch Summit Whitesburg by the, at the end, end of September, last Sunday of September, first Sunday of October. And several months ago, Tim came to me and said, Mark, I really feel a call from God to lead Summit Whitesburg. Tim's from that area, and, and so he's been doing a lot of work behind the scenes. And so, so listen, Tim... I said last week, these guys aren't going to be around here long because we're going to send them out. Tim's going to be the first one to go. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that awesome? I love it. And listen, listen, and I want to say this to our church, and I want to say this to Tim. I've already said this to Tim privately. I've told Tim, there isn't a person in this church that's off limits. Tim, if God's leading you to take somebody with you, you take take them all, all right? Because we're all missionaries, amen? We're all missionaries, amen? Amen? Now, now, Tim's already got a few of you going with him. If you want to go and be a part of Summit Whitesburg, message Tim Ison on Facebook. Tim R. Ison on Facebook. Message him. Now, listen, listen. If you just want to go and watch it and you ain't willing to work, don't message him. You stay here and let me yell at your butt for a while. All right? But if you're willing to go to Letcher County and work for Jesus, message him. Right? You want to go. But here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray for Tim. We're going to pray for Summit Whitesburg. All right? Let's pray. God, I just thank you for Tim. Thank you for Jamie. Thank you for their family. And Father, I, I thank you for everybody that's that said, you know what, I'll go to, I'll go and, and help Whitesburg. Father, I pray that you would give us a location. I pray that God you'd get people ready. And Father, you would do more than we could ask, think, or imagine. God, give Tim vision, give him courage, give him faithfulness, tenacity, boldness, give it all to him. All the fruits of the Spirit, God, give it to him. Father, work in his life and through that campus that Jesus would be glorified in your name. Amen. Hey, love you, buddy. Love you, man. Awesome. Awesome. You know, last September, if you remember on our four-year anniversary, I stood on this stage and I said, you know what, Summit, Jesus uh, has called us. He's given us a vision to be a church that starts other churches. You say, why are we doing that? We do that for two reasons. Number one, because when Jesus first taught, well, number one, the first reason is because that's what they do in the Bible. In the Bible, that's what they did. They started churches that started other churches, okay? But number two, when God told me to start this church, he specifically said, Mark, I want you to start a church that starts other churches. Now, we've been slowing the game. That's my fault. I've been scared. I've been making excuses, and we said, no longer are we going to let fear drive us. We're going to do what Jesus says. That's always better to do, by the way. 
all right? And so we're going to do it. Last September, I stood on the stage at our four-year anniversary, and we talked about how God's called us to do this. The very next day, we had a meeting with the Kentucky Baptist Convention. And when, we were on that, and when I was on that stage talking about we're going to start all these churches, I had no idea how we were going to pull it off. All right, But the next day we had a meeting with the Kentucky Baptist Convention. The Kentucky Baptist Convention helped our church get started. They called us a high-impact church, a church they believe could go into an area, make a high impact. They gave us enough finances to get through our first three years. The very next day after our four-year anniversary, I met with them at Jabos. Tim and I met with some guys there from the Kentucky Baptist Convention at Jabos. We told them our vision. They said, listen, there is not a church in this state, on this side of the state, on this side of 75, that's talking about doing what you're doing, talking about starting new campuses, starting new churches, and impacting this entire state for Jesus. And they told us, here's what the Kentucky Baptist Convention is ready to do. We want to give you between twenty dollars to $40,000 for every single church you want to start to make it happen. That's awesome. That's awesome. We got out of there, and me and Tim were like, Woo! it's awesome. But we did it in way manlier ways than I just did. Um, and, uh, but, but listen, but listen, here's the, and Tim's been working on that, and, and, and th- that ball is rolling right now. But listen, they, I was on a phone call with them just uh, the week before Christmas. They said, Mark, we need to talk about what, where are we going to start a church after Whitesburg? And some of you don't even know it yet, but God is going to call you to be a part of that church, okay? So we're going to, you need to pray for our Whitesburg campus and the new churches that God is going to lead us to start out of this church. Here's this one, number three. I want you to play, pray for Guanajuato, Mexico. Out of that same meeting, and we've had some other people approach us about an area in Mexico called Guanajuato. There's a picture of Guanajuato at night. Go to the next slide. Next slide might be better. There's a picture of Guanajuato in the day. Guanajuato is a population in Mexico, population 171,000 people, a little bit over that. Extremely practicing Catholic portion of Mexico, but there are literally only three evangelical churches in this city of a hundred and some thousand people. Evangelical churches are, what's that mean? It's just what, it's, it's like us, churches that believe Jesus is God, Bible's real, Jesus is the only way to be saved. There are only three churches in Guanajuato that believe what we believe, that preach Jesus the way that we do. And listen, those churches, some of those are about to shut down. They've called this area of Mexico basically completely unreached. And we We have been asked to pray about, as a church, would our church pray about adopting Guanajuato so that we can partner with one church that's just outside of this city who wants to send in uh, church planters. And what we would do is we would support them financially, but also we would begin to send teams of people, you guys, from Summit to Guanajuato on a regular basis so that we are planting churches in Mexico and making a difference in Jesus' name. That is a big deal. Why? Here, I get this all the time. Mark, there's so many needs around here. Why would we want to do that? The answer is simple. Jesus said to. Jesus said to. Jesus in Matthew 28 and Acts 1 8 says, Go to the world and make disciples. So we'll say, Okay, number four. Last thing, community impact. Let's pray for our mayor. Do you pray for the mayor? Listen, if not, you need to. Amen. I want, you, I want, I want our church to pray for the prosperity and the growth of Perry County and this entire region. Amen? You should be praying for that. 
We're in church to be praying for the homeless shelter. We have one of our strategic partners as a church is Corner Haven Homeless Shelter. Sarah, can you raise your, can you, can you actually stand up, Sarah, so people can see? I didn't ask, I didn't tell you I was going to do this. There's Sarah Burton. Sarah, give it up for Sarah. Go ahead and grab a seat there, Sarah. Thank you for doing that. Sarah leads our Go Group Homeless Shelter Ministry. You guys go there once a month right now or is it two times? Twice a month right now. And listen, they're doing an amazing thing, but Sarah wants to get enough people so they're going there every single week. Listen, some of you need to message Sarah on Facebook. You need to talk to her before she goes home or put on your connection card. You want to be a part of that. Let's do that and let's serve in Jesus' name. Just last week, you guys gave out all those bags and filled with stuff. Just an awesome thing. They go there and they cook meals. They're making a difference. Another one of our strategic ministry partners is Hickory. Hills Rehab Center. We'd love to get a group going up there uh, doing some things every single week. Let's pray for our city and let's pray that we would go to our city and love our city in Jesus' name. Amen? Pray for community impact. And then number five, here's number five. I want you to pray for your own relationship with God. I want to share something with you today. It's 12 o'clock. And some of you are already thinking about Applebee's and Circle T. Um, uh, give me a few more. Um, I want to share something with you. And listen, I'm not sharing what I'm about to share so you can feel sorry for me and send me an email. All right? I'm really not, but I just, I just want to share this with you. Um, man, the past two months, I have struggled more the past two months than I think I've ever struggled before as a believer. Like with my calling and just with doubt and fear. I've even told Elena several times, where I've, I've had several conversations. I've told her, I said, I don't think that I can do this anymore. I just don't know if God's using me anymore. I'm just really afraid. And you know, I've told her, maybe God wants somebody else to step in here. And I'm not announcing that I'm leaving. Don't get excited. Okay? Some of you are like, the day has come. Um, I ain't going nowhere. I'm like a bad rash. You can't get rid of me. Um, but, man, I was just really struggling with doubt and fear. You ever get there sometimes, man? I get there. I'm just, I'm just a man, okay? I'm just a dude. I put my pants on the same way. I was going to say underwear. Some of you go commando. Um, but, uh, man, I'm just a guy, man. I'm just a dude. There's nothing special about me. I, don't have, I, I ain't got the bat phone to heaven in my, ba- in my bathroom. Um, I'm just a guy. And uh, I was really struggling, man. Just wanted to quit it all. I was like, I just can't do it, God. I'll walk with you, but God, I just don't know. I just don't know. I just don't. I just really struggling with doubt, with fear, with condemnation. And um, and one day I was reading my Bible. I was reading the Book of Psalms, reading when I didn't feel like reading. Okay, you should do that. Um, and I read Psalm one eighteen. I'll have it on the screen. Psalm one eighteen seventeen. And this might be for somebody. Psalm one eighteen seventeen. It says this. It just simply says this. I will not die. Instead, I will live to tell what the Lord has done. And listen, 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 listen. Man, I wish that I could tell you the first day I read that, all of a sudden angels ripped my roof off and my sofa started to glow and there was like a holy hush in the house. Nope, didn't happen. I'll be honest, I didn't feel a thing when I read that verse. We were in the middle of the, we, Stephen preached the first part of Promise Keepers and I was about to preach part two. This is the same week I was about to preach part two. And I read that verse and I said, that's my promise. I'm just gonna hold on to that verse right there. I think that verse can keep my head above water. So literally, I went two weeks and all I read every morning, I read that verse over and over for 30 minutes every day for two weeks. Just that one verse. Because I read that verse and I said, you know what? I am making the decision to follow Jesus 
no matter what. Because I am not quitting. I am not walking away. God's not speaking that into my life. I think that God's got things for me still. I really do believe that the best is yet to come. So I'm not going to die. I'm going to live. My faith is going to grow. I'm going to grow. I'm going to live. And I'm going to tell what God did, how God wouldn't let me quit. And I'm here today to tell you that God hadn't let me quit. And God hasn't let Now, now, again, oh, poor Mark. Don't do that. Don't do that. But maybe somebody in the room, you needed me to tell you that story. I don't know what you're going to do in 2016. Don't you dare quit Jesus because he will not quit you. He will not, man. He won't. Hey, you've, you've already quit him? Well, he hadn't quit you. That's why today we're doing Renew because you can come back today and listen. The great thing about God is you do not have to jump through hoops to renew your walk with God. All it takes is for you to say, God, I am sorry, I'm coming back, and that is it. Jesus did it all, and you just receive it. And so today, here's what we're going to do. Today, we're just, I've asked Ricky and Morgan, they're going to come, and they're going to sing a brand new song. It's called Come to the Altar. And uh, so you guys can come on out and grab your guitars and... Uh, um, they're going to sing a new song called Come to the Altar, and that's the message of this song. Just come to the altar. And, and I don't know what God's telling you to renew today. Maybe God's telling you to renew your marriage. Maybe God's telling you to renew your walk with him. I don't know what God is telling you to renew. But here's what I know. If God is telling you to renew something, I would love to pray with you about it. I'd love for you to come to the altar today in front of all these people. So when we all stand... Words of this song are going to be on the screen. We can sing and we can worship. But I just believe there might be a lot of people that need to come to the altar this morning and renew something. So if that's you, if that's you, then the altar is open, this front is open. You come and the, it's open this entire song. You just come right now. You just come while they're singing. If you, God's calling you to renew, you come. Go ahead, guys. Sorrows and trade them for joy. 
pray for us. Father, I, I just thank you so much. God, people came up here and, and God, they, they shared some extremely heavy things that God, only you can deal with. And so God, I know looking at this crowd, there is far more in this crowd. God, they came up here than I know about and you see it all. And so God, I pray that as we start 2016, God, that we wouldn't run from you, we'd run to you pray for the person here today that doesn't have a relationship with you. God, they'd make that decision today. They'd renew their, renew their re- love for you today, God. Right now, with every head bowed, every eye closed, really quickly, there might be here, and in a crowd this size, I want to give everybody the opportunity to give their life to Jesus if you've never done that. If you have never given your life to Jesus Christ, today is your day. Today is the greatest day, perfect day to make that decision to say, Jesus, I need you to save me. And in fact, listen, God loves you. He brought you here so that you can make that decision. I'm going to lead us in a prayer right now. And today, if you want to give your life to Jesus, all you need to do is simply pray this prayer with me. Now, listen, this prayer, these are not magic words. But if you are here today and you're saying, you know what? I really want to live for Jesus. I really need him. I really need him. I want him in my life. Then pray this prayer with me today. Say, dear Lord Jesus, forgive me for my sin. Come into my life and save me today. Jesus, make all things new in my life. I want to live for you and follow you beginning today. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for coming back from the dead for me. Here's my life. Take it. In your name. Amen. No one is looking around. Nobody make a move. But did you just pray that prayer? Because listen, I would love to celebrate with you. We would love to celebrate with you. In fact, if you just prayed that prayer, if today you've made the decision to give your life to Jesus, you want to be saved today, I'm going to count to three. As soon as I say three, I want you just to raise your hand high in the air to indicate today is the day I am coming to Jesus for him to save me for the first time. One, two, three. Raise your hand right now today. If that's you, you want to make that decision to give your life to Jesus Christ, just put your hand high in the air if that's you today and you want to make that decision. And listen, if you're making that decision, God bless you bless you for that. If you're making that decision, I want you to look at me because on the back of your connection card, there's a box that says, I gave my life to Christ. Listen, check that box before you leave today. Don't leave until you let somebody know what God did in your life, okay? Check that box. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for renewal. Thank you for fresh start. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Summit, let's thank God for today. Let's thank God for today. Everybody grab a seat really quick. Our ushers are going to come. We're going to receive our offering right now so you can make any preparations that you need to. And listen, while they come, this is also a great time to fill out your connection card. Let us know how we can pray for you because we really do pray over these cards. If you want to be baptized, go ahead and check that box. You want to make the decision to serve, go ahead and check that box. Fill out that card. And and what you can do when you give here in just a moment these offering baskets, you can drop that card Um, in there. If you give it online or through our app, thank you for that. I want to say really quickly that through our Promise Keeper Christmas offering, we received uh, just over $30,000 in three Sundays. That's awesome. That's awesome. 
And you can continue to give to that. You can continue to give to Impact for the construction of our future campus. I also want to mention this. Another thing you can give to every week is the Dollar Club. The Dollar Club is $1, uh, $1 over and above what you normally give. And that goes to meeting physical needs for families, helping families out in this community. And listen, just in the month of December, okay, so in four or five weeks, because of what you gave to the Dollar Club, there was a family in our community that lost everything uh, due to a fire. And what you gave to the Dollar Club enabled us to go to that family and purchase them uh, uh, several gift cards from Walmart and help them get on their feet in a location. You did that to begin to help that family rebuild. There were families. We had two specific families that I'm thinking of. They, they lost everything and we just went, went through a lot of circumstances, uh, November and December, and they were just not able to provide food for their family. They were not able to provide gifts for their kids. And what you you gave, we were able to go to that family, get gifts for their children, make sure they had food on the table, and you did that. That is awesome. You did that. And so, so the reason I share that is just to say what you give here goes to making a difference. So I'm going to pray, and then our usher is going to pass the uh, offering baskets, and you can give as God leads you to give. Uh, let's uh, pray. Father, I pray for our offering today. That, God, you would bless every person that gives. Whether they're giving here or online, bless them. God, thank you for what you've done here in this room today. And, Father, I pray that you would take what's given, and, God, you would use it to further your kingdom around the world. In Jesus' name, amen. Go ahead, guys. You can begin to pass those baskets around. Now, listen, next Sunday, next Sunday, we're going to launch into a brand-new series called Better. And if you want 2016 to be better than any other year, I think it simply comes down to knowing God's will, God's plan for your life, and doing what God wants, doing what God says His will for you is. And so we're going to talk about how can I know God's will. We're going to talk about how can I know what God wants me to do. We're going to talk about how can you know whether or not what you think you're hearing is really the voice of God. And so, so listen, I, I think it's going to be one of the most powerful series we have ever done. And it starts next week. Do not miss it. I want to say one more thing. If you want to take the step and become a partner here at Summit, we call partner, we call membership partnership. So maybe you've been coming, you're thinking, hey man, how can I make this my church? Well, we ask everybody that wants to join Summit to attend what we call the partnership event. The next partnership event is Sunday, January 17th, right after church in the multipurpose room. We're going to give you and your family lunch, be about an hour long, and you can take the step and become a partner there at the partnership event. Hey, has this been a good day to be in God's house, man? Has this been a good day to come together? Man, this has been awesome. It's been awesome. And listen, listen, man, I love, I love being a part of what God is doing in this church. I just thank God for it. You know, Danny Ison came up and said, before you pray with anybody, I want to pray with you. And that's awesome. Thank you for doing that, man. I love you, man. I love you. I love you. I didn't tell Danny I was going to tell him I love him in front of 500 people. I want to say publicly in front of 500 people, I love you, Danny Ison. I love my wife, too. She's over there. I love my wife more. And Danny Ison, you're up there. You're up there. There's a lot of new people. That guy really likes Danny Ison. I love my wife more than Danny Ison. I like Danny Ison. He's a good guy. That got real weird. All right. Hey, everybody stand up.
Everybody stand up. Hey, guys, awesome to see you guys here today. Man, love to have you come back next Sunday. Love to connect with everybody that's new at the welcome table. Thank you, guys. You're dismissed. I have decided to follow.